Are you looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions, we've got answers. Welcome to the show, it's gonna be great, featuring Matt and Jen from Home Team for You. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jen! Alright, well we're excited to have everyone join us. We have an exciting show today where we'll introduce you to our special guest shortly here. First, let's go ahead and meet our in-studio team members. Jake Newhouse, how's it going? Great. Let him back in. Yeah. Like, yep. Yep. They didn't kick me out forever. I'm <laughs> yeah. back. What's Found the, my way back in. What's going on? Boy, spring is here this week. Spring is sprung. Next week, it'll be winter again. <laughs> Welcome but, to Wisconsin, y'all. But we're enjoying, enjoying the weather. It's definitely bringing out buyers and sellers in the market. So lots of really good, good activity out there right now. All right. Yep. We like it. What about you, Luke Dupre? Oh, I'm fantastic. Freshly thanks, recovered thanks from surgery. Yes, freshly recovered, feeling great. Thanks for having me again. I don't know what I did to earn a spot back on the podcast. <laughs> it's so just Dolly Parton. Just don't drop the mic. It was I, Dolly I, Parton. I, uh, Stop fussing with the mic. <laughs> well, I'm trying to fix it so I don't break it again. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. All right, our special out-of-studio guest, uh, Natalie, who is our Boomtown coach. There she is. Hello. 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 So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I told you I had to start from grade school, but I was just kidding about that. Yeah. You start from high school. Um, <laughs> I'm not sorry. For <laughs> <laughs> if I even remember my life, I have a short memory. Um, but I am originally from Wisconsin. So I'm actually from Luxembourg. That's where I went to high school. But if I lived on the other side of the street, I really would have went to a Green Bay school district. So I often just say I'm from Green Bay. How close were you to the stadium? Uh, about 25 minutes. I actually worked at the stadium, too. What'd you do? I uh, worked at Curly's Pub oh, yeah. for a year. Nice. I paid for my first year in college with cash from nice. that. Well, yeah. that couldn't have been too long ago then because Curly's isn't that new, is it? I mean, within 10, uh, 15 years, probably. <laughs> yeah, I was... It was probably thir 14, 15, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, that's a long time ago already. <laughs> it doesn't seem it's like, like it's been that long. That's here to make <laughs> you feel really, really young. Like, it really doesn't seem like it's been on mm -hmm. that long. Yeah, 15 years. So for whatever reason, I'm really wanting to know what is like your high school mascot at Luxembourg? <laughs> it's a Spartan. Autobahn. A Spartan. They all okay. are. There's like 10,000 Spartan mascots. 10,000 10, Spartan mascots. Okay. Not sure why I need to know How big was the that. school now that we're on high school? Uh, the graduating class, I want to say, was about 200 people. That's not too bad. Maybe, I let me think about this. Maybe less than, no, it's probably about 200. Does that your, sound about right? Personally? I don't know. Mine was 85, so I can't talk about <laughs> that. Yeah, what was yours, Luke? Some prairies. Cardinal. I know it's a cardinal. It's the graduating <laughs> class. Oh, the size. And back. Sorry. Thanks. Luke's not paying attention no. at all. I was about, I want to say around 500 to 600 yeah. kids. So it was, it was decent. D1. I saw kids walking across the graduation stage I had never seen before. So, wow. Yeah. Big school. Yours wasn't too small either, was it? No, I was 670. My brother was 750. Wow. Wow. Well, yours wow. was 
You went, what was Laugh Lots? I mean, Laugh Lots, what was their graduation class? I think there was probably about 400. 400. I'm glad we weren't the only one who used that nickname. <laughs> well, we called ourselves that, oh, wow, too. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. But you own it. Like You don't really have a choice. No, no, you just own it. You're Lancer. Okay. No Spartans here. <laughs> Natalie. Natalie's still there. Mm-hmm. Breaker, breaker, <laughs> calling Natalie. At this point, our entire podcast <laughs> is going to be Natalie's high school right, no, career. No, we're, we're getting out of high school now. <laughs> <laughs> so now you, once you graduate from high school, which direction did you go? Le- once you uh, left Wisconsin, let's I just start actually, there. I left Wisconsin around the age of 19 and moved to Florida. Good choice. Yes. Warmer. So then since then, I pretty much lived in six, I want to say six or seven states. Well, on purpose? Yeah. I, I tried to move back, um, but it didn't work out. <laughs> it just didn't work out for me, so I decided to move again. So now you were in Atlanta? Yes, I am in Atlanta. And I, I got here right kind of, I want to say, right before the pandemic hit. But I do live within the city of Atlanta. Yeah. So how did you kind of get into the real estate world to be able to understand all of the boomtown kind of stuff. I got into real estate actually in green Bay, uh, when I tried to move back and that was in 2010, I want to say 2010, maybe 2009. Um, and, you know, at that point, the market was very different yeah, where you had, had 10 listings yeah. to sell a house. Um, so I really started to get into, I, at the time, I didn't realize I was really focusing on calling expireds and those type of activities. I think I was too new to recognize what I was doing almost. But um, at that point, we ended up actually, because to find a buyer for a home was quite challenging back then. We ended up doing executive rentals, and I actually ended up renting a house out to TJ Lang. Nice. Do you get an autograph on your contract somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> no. Kept it professional. <laughs> but you have an autograph somewore on a contract, right? Oh, I'm sure somewhere. I don't have that Framed. Anymore, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> She's like, contract. it's in my safe. Stop talking. <laughs> But then how I got involved with Boomtown was years later. Um, and I basically started working as a Boomtown coach in 2018, I think it was. I, I had to. I didn't really think of my dates here before this podcast, but I'm pretty sure it was 2018, time flies, maybe it was 2017. But I had successfully worked with a couple teams um, prior to that and got their lead conversion. And back then it was really only a lot of like the internet leads or the way the, you know, the customer found the website per se, uh, was through Google. And so I worked really hard with the agents and myself to service those people to the best of, uh, our ability, and we ended up creating a great customer experience through Boomtown and converting um, a lot of those leads into 
basically clients. So backing up, we probably should talk about what actually is. Yeah, what is Boomtown? <laughs> we forgot that. I forgot mm-hmm. that part. So Boomtown is basically a CRM. What's so CRM? A, a customer relationship management tool that almost everybody that's in business pretty much has some sort of CRM in it with today's age. And so it's a tool that uh, the agent uses to help communicate and stay on top of following up with their clients and their customers so nobody is left behind, right? And then on the same token, the Boomtown system actually is an IDX feed that updates every 15 minutes from the MLS. So when you're shopping on a Boomtown website, you can guarantee that the data that you see there is actually accurate unlike other websites like Zillow, Realtor.com, Redfin. Um, So when you're shopping on the site, you can 100% guarantee that that, at least that home is still available. So no question I'm going to ask you now? What? What's an IDX? (laughs) (laughs) What? So an IDX is, and maybe you guys have a better way of explaining this, but an IDX is basically a feed from the multiple listing service, right? So it has all the homes for sale that any agent puts in that is actually for sale. Is that a good way to... Yeah, sounds good. ...to describe that? Sounds about right. I've never had to describe that before. (laughs) So I have a question for you, Natalie. Uh Uh-oh. Sure. in, In our market here in South Central Wisconsin, we obviously understand and can see the trends that we're we're working around as far as the market goes. I'm sure you work with a number of different markets across the country. What, what do you kind of see across the country? Is it similar regardless of where you are? Is it drastically different? What, what do you see on your end? Uh, as far as what's happening in today's market, it's, Mm -hmm. it's pretty much the same everywhere, except I do have, Um, I, I actually have a client in downtown Chicago where the inventory is a little bit more balanced, but if you think about that, that's a lot of condos and I don't have anybody in New York city, but I have her New York city itself, not, not like Brooklyn or the other parts of the city is also kind of in the same where the, the inventory is a little bit more balanced than we're seeing pretty much everywhere else. Do you think that's reflective of everybody wanting to get out of the city? Yes, hands down. But they they actually expect in Chicago that uh, their market, once summer hits and the vaccine is more out, that their market's going to pick back up. Yeah, get it. So, so Natalie, uh, going back to Boomtown, I just, I'm curious, what um, what makes what makes Boomtown different from other CRM systems that are used in the real estate industry for both the consumer and I guess the agent? So from the consumer standpoint, I would say again, the, well, definitely the data and how quickly it feeds. So that's really important, especially in today's market because homes are flying off the shelf. They also have an app and other CRMs don't have an app. So the, Basically, the consumer has an easier search experience through the app. And also, Boomtown works a lot on the consumer experience, meaning 
how the properties are displayed so that it is user-friendly. And they study, I guess, I don't even know the correct term for this, but they basically study the interface and how people react with the site. So it is friendly and people enjoy shopping on it pretty much. So what is that app called for all of our people watching? How can they get it? I'm sorry, what was the question? What was the, what was the app called? Uh, Home Search Now app. Yes. So the app is called Home Search Now. And you guys uh, ideally would probably want to go to your website, which is hometeamforyou.com. Yes? Yes. Yep. Yep. And register. And then once you register, you should also see, uh, and if you start looking at properties on the website, you should actually see like a, a drop down kind of where you'd see like a Dick Sports or whatever that says prompts you to download the app once you sign up. So you can also download the app at the same time that you're signing on to the site. But it is a very accurate resource to see what homes, all homes that are for sale in the Madison metro area. Is that how you guys call yeah, it? Yeah, South Central Wisconsin. Okay, yeah, that area. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Green Bay, but bigger. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, so yes. one of the questions that I had for you, I don't want you to answer, but I wanted everyone at the table to guess Oh boy. the um, piece of advice that you say the most to the folks that you're coaching. So think about what your answer is, and we'll go around and give you our guess. Okay. So this is this should be fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Luke. What's so this your is like guess? A game, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Are we scoring I'm gonna this? I'm going to take an educated guess because I'm thinking back to the one-on-one session that me and Natalie had this summer, and I think she really emphasized. I want to say segments, seg- segment your lead when you're in, mm-hmm. in there. So that's uh that's my guess. Mm-hmm. What are we guessing? You're guessing the. Um, Advice that she says the most. Oh, I know this one. Hmm. You want to go first, Jake? Sure. My guess is going to be to always set your next follow-up. So you follow up, whether it's call, text, email, whatever it is, and before you move on to your next task, you're setting another to-do so you're not, you're, you're not missing that next touch. Yeah, you? I'm going <laughs> to kind of piggyback on his. I'm going to say uh, e-alerts. So listing notifications. Yeah, I have an unfair advantage because I'm on almost every call. So I know that a lot of times you're telling people that uh, calling is still more effective than texting and that they need to pick up the phone and make their calls. Cheater. <laughs> all right who who do you guys think nailed it <laughs> well she wow. did because she cheats yeah, I don't know. the only way she wins i think there was a call before this started <laughs> what's the question gonna be i'll keep the answer wins. <laughs> yeah you guys it's a relationship to relationship business and believe it or not the consumer wants to talk to you they still want to talk to <laughs> Jacob on the screen shaking his head. <laughs> I just want to email him. Just leave me on my computer. I don't want to talk. What about texting? Would you rather have texting versus emailing? 
This is for Jacob. So Malik. this is well, th- this is really true. So fifty, so thirty to fifty percent is actually through from an engagement standpoint is calling. Okay, thirty to fifty percent. Is that after the first contact though, or is that first contact, or does that I, change? Well, thirty is less than <laughs> half. Everybody. <laughs> actually, in the first two weeks, if you're if you're calling somebody. Really, it's going to be more like 60 to 70% if you're calling and texting. I don't know the, I don't really know how to break that down because I only see data at a very high level. But from just calling in your database, each platform is pretty much in a four week period, month over month. They're at an engagement of 30 to 50% for calling. Texting is typically 20 to 30%-ish. Emailing is guess. 10%? 5%? 3 to 5%. You got the answers ahead of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not get the answers ahead I of time. I see them written down on her. But I have, I have been right on uh, calls with her for a, a, a long time, like yeah. every week, so... I'm yeah, not a so cheater. Calling is important. Mm-hmm. Pretty important. Mm-hmm. See, I don't pick up my phone if I don't recognize the number if they're not in my phone. What about you, Jacob? Well, yeah, but if they leave a message and I know who it is and I actually want to buy a house, yeah, I'll probably pick up the phone and talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. But normally, yeah, I'm not. I'm not or would you text that, back? I, I find myself, like, if I get a voicemail, I'll, I sometimes tend to text back. I no, I don't text back you from a voice because I don't I don't know if they have a landline or like what kind of phone they have. Usually if it's like a business, they don't they're not calling from a cell phone or I wouldn't assume as much. Yeah. I just saw a meme and it was um a realtor if they pick up their phone and it's either <laughs> a referral or somebody calling about a car, car warranty. warranty. <laughs> 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 or house warranty. Yeah. yeah. Or selling ADT. Really, I don't get those. That's I get the I get the truck. Popular one. Yeah, I've been getting that one lately. Hmm. They call me and offer me a warranty, and I told them how many miles were on my truck, and they hung up on me. <laughs> how many miles are on your truck, Matt? Two hundred forty-four thousand twenty. Just turned over. That's crazy. You get those calls like twice a day too? Uh, probably once a week. Okay, I just I get them all the time. I don't know. My number got on some call list and it's Sorry been about spreading that. around. I might have uh, done that to you. It's okay. It's Don't okay. call me, call Luke. I got like 25 number. numbers blocked, but they all have <laughs> the same voicemail. So, All right. So kind of getting back to real estate stuff, <laughs> when, when you're doing coaching and you're talking <clears throat> to people, what do you see that people need to do to flip the script to, you know, be successful? That was a pretty good question that you asked because I assume I would have to limit it. Um, And what I would say, realistically, ask for the appointment. Mm -hmm. Because, believe it or not, the appointment is how you really can get face-to-face with somebody or maybe Zoom-to-Zoom these days, right? But what you as the agent really know inside about the market, the client really doesn't, and they want that information. So if you don't provide that information, 
to them, they're going to spend a lot of time Googling it. But people really want information these days. And so just asking for the appointment, I think, can go a long way. And then what information will you provide that person on this appointment that makes it so valuable to them? And it is it is a very valuable appointment, especially, again, in today's market, because if you've ever shopped for a home without being an agent, and this may be hard, but I had to do that when I relocated to Atlanta, um, and I did shop, find my home on a Boomtown website, um, I would have missed out on that home if I, by the way, I would have missed out on the home I'm in today if I wasn't on a Boomtown site. So the question then becomes, the question then becomes, um, how is a different, how is a Boomtown website, um, for example, hometeamforyou.com, shameless plug, um, versus Zillow or realtor.com, what is the difference? So from my personal experience, and I'm glad I can actually speak to this, is from a price reduction standpoint, Realtor.com is delayed by 24 to 48 hours, actually, from a price reduction standpoint. Um, Their new listings sometimes don't have the actual photos. So if you're hunting for a home or you're in a time crunch, in my case, I had a day to pick out a home. And then I guess in... In the market that we're in, almost it feels that way, kind of like you have a day to see the home, but if the home doesn't have the photos loaded, then you're like, well, I'm going to move on to the next home type of situation. So that's kind of the difference on Realtor.com. And Zillow actually has pretty delayed data. I know things change with them over time, but in 2019, when I was shopping, the data was still delayed and... I knew by shopping on a Boomtown site, I I knew that what I saw was real, right? So it wasn't under contract or wasn't sold. It was really available. And the day I flew out or the night I flew out that morning, the home that I'm in today actually came on the market. And out of all the 10, 11 homes that I had to choose from, this home was the only home that I wanted. So if I was shopping on a different website, I probably wouldn't have saw this home and who knows where I would have ended up. I think she made a really good point about setting the appointment because I do think fewer and fewer people are answering their phones right now because they're getting the car warranty. You can text back and forth, but your personality and your professionalism really don't shine through. So it's amazing to see. Send a picture of your face. Well, that's what I try to not Wait. let them see and I just surprise them when I meet them for the first time but it is amazing at when you do meet them and you start talking face to face and you can put a face to the name and a face to the voice how you can in the matter of minutes kind of see that that brick wall that they've built slowly start to crumble and it makes that next follow-up conversation even that much easier too so I like think it's Natalie important said, the initial contact but I think once you get past that, maybe the texting and calling is a little bit easier too. So I believe Zillow is going to be joining most of the MLSs. I'm not sure if they have an Atlanta yet. Yeah, they were going to get an IDX feed. So there's supposed to be an IDX feed, which should speed up the information. Um, I'm not really sure why Realtor.com has not gone that route yet. I think because they have to join all of the boards. Yeah, but as part of the National you'd Association of Realtors. That <laughs> you'd think that they'd be, they'd be done years ago. 
Yeah, um, Atlanta, I'm sure, definitely has it because Zillow has heavy presence here. But not when I moved here, when I had to relocate. And I relocated from Colorado to here within a very short notice. So, um, yeah, I'm sure sure I know they're changing, but that data feed might be speeding up now. Hey, Natalie, um, what... What's your favorite part about working as a Boomtown coach? I'm just curious. Talking to you, Luke. Oh, thank you. Second favorite she part. She does like talking second, to Luke because Luke learned part. really quick. Jake's at the bottom. That's just my OCD always <laughs> wanting to keep it clean. Your OCD so. is just you want to have results. You want to know what she says. All right, we'll let um, you answer. My favorite part, I think, <laughs> would be honestly working with Working with so many different teams from different parts of the... Well, I even have a client in Canada, so I would say country. But I'm learning a lot from the person in Canada, too. Do they say A a lot? A. A. They actually actually (laughs) do. So I should call them, eh? A. Or text, eh? Set appointment, eh? Do you respond with A? No. (laughs) (laughs) Add it to every at the end yeah, of every, every sentence. sentence. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought people in Wisconsin say that too. No, we don't. We say op. No? Op. You should know about op. No, I don't. Op. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Excuse me. Oh, oh, oh my bad. Yeah. Oops. Oh, hit a car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is so true. Ope. Yep. Op. Yeah, you don't think about it when you just say op, but then when you put it in context, you're like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, oh, we should send you a link to Charlie. What's his name? Charlie Barons. He's a Green Bay guy. Yes. Is he from Green Bay? Um, I think that area anyway. He's up north. Up north. Matt watches him on TikTok. Oh, is he? He makes oh, he that cracks guy. Me up. He is. <laughs> he's funny because yeah. he was on YouTube, right? Yeah. Um, we yeah we would watch him all the time. My, me and my family. He's he a whole episode. Spot on, on. Spot on. All of his impersonations. <laughs> yeah. It so, is. Natalie, it sounds like there's definitely advantages to using the Boomtown app versus some of the other national sites out there. So you guys are kind of on the forefront and sounds like you're continuing to kind of push the envelope in, in the CRM world. What mm-hmm. Anything new that you can kind of tease everybody with uh, when it comes to new features, anything you guys are kind of working on on your end? Um, I really can't speak to that, to be honest, because <laughs> Boomtown <laughs> keeps everything very tight-lipped. <laughs> So okay, we'll just pretend I didn't <laughs> ask that question. Good question, Jake. Jacob will edit well, that out. Actually, and I can answer the question for you, for everybody. Oh, boy. Because uh, as of, like, yesterday, Boomtown yeah, yesterday. just mm-hmm. launched a new update. So it's mm-hmm. old news to Natalie, but it's news to me as someone that's building the site all the time. We There's now a bunch of new features where you can build uh, really customized landing pages. So our site is gonna, about to get super niche and way more specific. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be super useful for the agents because we'll be able to build all kinds of different um, data sources and and be like a- as I'm doing right now like the other day we built a thing for lakes mm-hmm. like yeah. now you have a page you can go to the the guide section and you can check out like every lake in this in the county and every property that's happening so 
Um, That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. So there you go. <laughs> so when can we expect all of that information on the site? Because that <laughs> sounds exciting. What do you think, Jacob? Uh, it's actually the lake. The lake stuff is up now. Some prairie, I think, is it up is? too, isn't it? Okay. I'll pull. I'll pull it up right now on the podcast because I'm super proud of it. <laughs> I don't think yeah, you can. Who asked the question can, anyway? Can why he, would she see it too? Yeah. Oh okay. no, she can't. Sorry, you can take a I, picture back. I here. can't share my screen with Natalie. But she, you she can, can, you, you can, can actually look it up our on our site. Stuff, yeah. yeah, it's hometeamforyou.com. Yeah, I'm gonna look at it. Yeah, if I'm you, gonna look at it. Just go to hometeamforyou.com. For you.com. Number four letter U. Jacob was remembering when he talked to you when he first started, and he's like, oh, I'm going to tell her that I'm working on that. <laughs> All right, let me get my life. Keep about this as much as Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Not. Natalie, Maybe I don't not know. I don't know if you caught it, but it's home team, the number four <laughs> letter U.com. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It. So what was that, Jake? So H O M E T E A M number four letter U dot com. On our webpage Ooh, right that. now, we That's have awesome. a page where it pops up uh, every. I mean, it was it's supposed to be every lake, but I went way too specific. It's basically every puddle. I was going to say Marshall Mill Pond. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you want water next to your house, there's a page now that will pop up and. Uh, it's all sorted by the name of the lake and or puddle. I think uh, Marshall actually has a name for the mill pond, and that's how it came up. Well, you, I actually named it, but <laughs> I, that, I mean, I didn't create the name. Okay. It, that's I, I I looked it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to type all this stuff up manually, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So like right now, there's only a handful, but there's actually oh man, um, dozens. Dozens and dozens of lakes and ponds in on this web page, but they only pop up listings if there's actually a house for sale at that property. So you won't be scrolling through a bunch of dead space. Some prairie one turned out too turned out pretty good too. That talked about a little bit about the city too, didn't it? Mm-hmm. We just want to check out all these <laughs> what I've been working on outside <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we we'll go to some so, prairie. Actually, let's talk about that because I think your uh, listeners critique. would love to hear about how to find this exactly. She's just rip you apart on now. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, let's talk about why this. Make sure no, that Jacob no, is she recording, says, right? How, how can the consumers find this on your site? Yes, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. She's being nice. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, because I think this is really great information and I kind of had to like go search for it all the way on the bottom. That's true. And we should find an easier way to get it right now. The, the easiest way to find it is you just scroll to the bottom of the site and there's this area for guides and uh, there's a couple already preloaded, but if you hit on more guides, you'll see um, a lot of the communities that Home Team for You uh, caters to services. So got East Side of Madison, West Side of Madison. We got different um, neighborhoods like Grandview Commons and uh, Maple Bluff and Shorewood Hills. And Matt wanted to see some prairie. I think just the idea of what this looks like, though, is. Oh, here's another cool. one. Here's another fun one. If you just want like house porn, you go to the luxury homes here. <laughs> so you, that should that should be the title. Yeah, I'll I'll rename it. But you can just scroll through and. Uh, <laughs> Actually, that would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> You just scroll through by you just look at all the super nice <laughs> homes in the in South Central Wisconsin, starting at seven hundred and fifty and going up to uh, two million plus. Is Wasn't it three point some million dollar house? Three point five on Mendota, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's probably under the lake category. Or oh, that's it right there. There it is. 
Price reduced. Price reduced to oh. 3.35. Definitely. Now we're in the wheelhouse, baby. <laughs> That's a great house. Nice I looked house. at the inside pictures of one that one. One car garage for the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, then. All right. Well, I don't know if we're supposed to be advertising other people's properties on our podcast, but... Uh, yeah. So where else should you put that, Natalie? What's a good idea? Where would you like to see it? Yeah, so that uh, that's a good question. I think under resources. I would put it under resources. I would create a separate landing page that kind of directs people to the guides. The guides. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Will do. We are we are definitely building up our our home team for you website right now and like putting a lot of effort into making it the most robust real estate website. In South Central Wisconsin. Could we spend a couple of minutes um, <laughs> ripping on Jacob for a little bit more? Can you critique with any more stuff? Um, now, you, you know can't... what, else, what <laughs> else I see that is great? Oh, oh, great. Oh, great. Oh, great. oh, no. I was going to say all the bad stuff is here before I start working here. So. <laughs> um, I like how you have... So you have open houses. Openhome4u.com. Yeah. Uh, uploaded or updated every Thursday. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. That is such a great resource. That was me. So Thank you guys you should advertise that. on <laughs> the podcast. Yes. That, that is a Matt thing. That what is, is a me thing. <laughs> that's okay. what you're doing? Take that marketing guy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Take Impressive. It. <laughs> 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 yeah. it, I but mean, what else you could do is, do you guys, are you allowed to do coming soon's? In your market, yes. or what's the standard? Yes, there are there are very tight rules with them, but yes, as long as all of the rules are followed. Yeah, if I all think the, the issue rules with are that, followed, you could start marketing some of the coming things. The issue with that would be the automatic the it would have to be a manually entered information, correct? Because it's not yeah, technically with, on the with yeah. the new update of Boomtown. Yeah, you oh, can do that. Yeah. Now. Landing pages for that. Nice. I, I was looking into that, yeah, because the old one, we used to use the blog feature mm -hmm. for the coming soons. Right. The problem right. was is keeping it up to date because it's like so it, after a couple of days, it was no longer coming soon. Right. And then you got to go back to the blog and you got to update right. it. And making sure all of that was up to date was like a little unrealistic. So how does that how does that change now? How are you going to, is it more automated? Like can you do can, something to? So can you guys, it's not necessarily more automated. How can you market a coming soon is the question legally in your in the state? Uh, we just have to have it in a delayed status within a day um, on our MLS to so be able to market it. That, I guess, would be the automatic link if we could access the delayed Yeah, from then Boomtown. it would have a delayed link from the MLS. I don't know if the delayed if link is, has any access. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have 24 hours to market it, essentially, and that's it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, but it can be in delayed for up to 45 days if the people are still getting ready or whatever. Okay. So the issue would just be being able to access the delayed status f through Boomtown. I'm not sure that you can do that, can you? No, it would still have to be somewhat of a manual. That's your homework, Natalie. <laughs> yeah well so, so some people that's that's interesting that you guys don't have that because some websites or mls feeds do allow coming soon to feed to boomtown jacob homework do you have any pull in the mls <laughs> yeah they love us 
<laughs> for for viewers, can can you explain a little bit about the MLS <clears throat> without uh, I don't know giving up multiple listing service? Yeah, but like, what, go into more detail about it. Most people may, maybe they might not even heard what it is. So I, most, I think you guys take for granted, it, like you talk about it so frequently. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of acronyms. So the MLS is just how the Star Company and actually most uh, real estate brokers um, share information between the brokerages. It used to be a big book, like a. It's an ag book. agreed upon you know, way Sharing that all the of the brokers are going to. I mean, it's like putting rules, so it's not the wild, wild west of real estate anymore. There's rules, and uh, we have to follow them. And it's, it's all agent facing. So when we talk about MLS, yep. it's not really a term that a consumer would need to know. And that's where that Boomtown website and app comes into play. Because then what our consumers are seeing is the consumer facing side of what our MLS is through our website. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. And all homes for sale are entered into the MLS for the most part, unless it's well, even some cases, but unless it's most likely for sale by owner, those might not be in the MLS. Which we're going to talk about later. Teasing. Did you did you say the MLS used to be a book? Yeah, like yeah. a physical. Each, book. We have so a one from 1978. Yeah. It's so a book about this thick, and it was all the active listings because listings weren't turning over as fast. So if you wanted to get a listing, you'd make a photocopy of the MLS sheet and fax it to your client. That's what I was about or to mail ask. It. So you go get a listing and you go yep. write it down in the book. Yep. Or you make a photocopy. Makes sense. That's it's actually a printed book. It's bound on the edge and everything. Yeah, so Luke was not born Luke in not 1978. Born. So. <laughs> Say, Luke, we used to have Back telephones that had cords on them, <laughs> and they actually were stuck to the wall. Well, what happens when you want to walk away from the phone? <laughs> Better hope that thing's got a long <laughs> cord on it. Yeah. Goodness gracious, we're just spoiled these days. Yeah. <laughs> MLS is online, cell phones, everything. For real. But I mean, that was a huge change in the industry because the realtors had the MLS book. And so they had all of the information. And then when the information started to be more public where people could get it, a lot of realtors freaked out because that's how they got their business. So the buyers had to come to them. The buyers had to come to them. So then realtors had to, you know, become better at what they do to attract the clients. So. Did we have keys back then or lockboxes? I think we had lockboxes. Oh, we had separate Supra. Like, yeah. they you, they weren't on your phone. They were, like, these big clunky things that you would, like, have to every day put them on this little cord or you'd call Charge in it. and update them, and then you could get into a house. But, I mean, I remember showing houses with Raj, and he used to have this one fat little key and it went in this box that went over the door and every realtor had the same fat little key and that's how they got into the houses. Or if they didn't do that, you had to go to the other real estate office's office and pick up the keys and then, you had, the to, keys. then you had to I take them back. They still, they still have that in, uh, in central Wisconsin where you have to go to the listing agent's office and get yep. the key. Yep. So. Yeah. Buddy's office. Yes. Yeah. Yes, up in... Yeah, that place. Adams <laughs> County. Yep. So what is the craziest uh, transaction or thing you've experienced in real estate that stuck with you? 
Um, Please be suffering from Green Bay. <laughs> I would say, I don't know. If the, so there's two things that come to mind. Uh, one is seeing a home that <laughs> I guess got abandoned back in 2010-ish, probably. And the whole basement had flooded and it was an ice rink. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your skates. Indoor this could skating. be some seriously fun marketing. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was that was you know kind of crazy and kind of sad. Where was that? Rose Green Bay. Well, De Pere, I guess. De Pere. It's like De Pere. De Pere. No relation. Try again. De Pere. Yeah. De Pere. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just pretend pretend the P is not capitalized. That's what I tell everyone. <laughs> De Pere. De Pere. De Pere. Um, and then the other thing, the other one was when I was living in Northern Virginia, a house that we had listed had a safe house underneath it. Cool. Wow. Like a it but, locked on it, like a combo or some kind of lock? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, like a doomsday safe, preppers, a like, post-apocalyptic. Or was it like if you're being attacked, you, like, you could I lock think, yourself in? I mean, you weren't... Or, so the house actually, I had moved and the house was still being listed by a colleague. And um, yeah, I don't think it sold for a couple of years. And on, I mean, it was, it was a very weird looking house and it was in an area that you just would never expect. I mean, you would never expect the safe house to be, but we weren't allowed to disclose it to the buyers. What? They didn't find it on their own? Contract. Oh. I don't know. It was weird. Governmental. It was a governmental thing. Mm -hmm. Cool. Wow. Yeah. And part of me thinks it was kind of like a cover-up. Like the home was just for (laughs) sale, but people would actually (laughs) just go to it. So you didn't disclose the seller's name? Uh, well, we knew the seller's name, but um, they had moved out. I mean, That's the nice. house that I had moved, and the house was still for sale like a year later. It's because nobody got the combination for the safe house. <laughs> <laughs> They're still there. You're still trying or to get somebody in. Somebody <laughs> has the combination; they would go there and hide. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that was weird. Next house, we're hanging in that. Safe no. house. Mm-mm. So the monitors in there. Machine guns. No machine guns. <laughs> so, um, are what are you seeing like with um, real estate kind of coming down the pike? Any trends or anything you're seeing? I think it's the same trend that everybody's seeing right now. The one thing I could probably say is maybe a trend would be a safe bet that interest rates will probably just go up from here. Yep. (laughs) That's a safe bet. Um, Of course, lack of inventory. Don't know how long that's going to last. Hopefully it uh, starts changing after a lot of people get the vaccine and feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Again, because I think a lot of people just held off putting their homes on the market because of that in itself, especially last year. And now we're seeing the effects of that into this year. I don't know. What do you guys think? There's a lot of things I could say here, but I'm (laughs) 
going to not go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to see that we're getting more listings on the market here. Like our, Ooh, uh, that's good. our admin teams are busy now processing listing paperwork and making sure listing videos. So having three, four new listings a week is seeming more normal. We have a ways to go to catch up with, with inventory, but uh, it's, it's seeming like it's being more like a spring market with people hopping on. So that's good. That is good to hear because that is not the case in other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll take it here. I, I would agree. I think the combination of all of them, like you mentioned, Natalie, the vaccine, I think, is making a difference. People knowing that it's it's here and, and it's happening. Um, like, like you said, too, the interest rates are, they just can't hardly get lower. Mm-hmm. And with the added inventory, I think the combination of those three, we are going to see... Uh, I mean, it's still going to be competitive, right? This we're 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 driving a cruise ship, not a race boat. Um, so it's going to take some time, but I do think we are in a position where activity is going to continue to be strong um, a- across the entire market on both the buy side and the sell side. So like that any- analogy, yeah, it's so like a love boat. I'm like, so did anybody else just like see the little marketing clip the that starts with doo, doo, like a big? <laughs> horned by the uh, cruise boat uh, yeah I, I just think of those cruise ships that crash into docks <laughs> no <laughs> bad analogy Jacob. Bad. who's the marketing guy marketing guy is cut <laughs> off that's just my visual when i think of cruise ships i think of that and i think of where covid started <laughs> two bad analogies <laughs> how about the love boat let's just pick, picture the love boat mute okay. his mic mute okay. his mic no, Luke, you know what the love boat is uh, I can take an educated guess, but I'm not familiar with. No, I can't Jake? say I do. Love it's boat. a show. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not a boat. With it's, do- a boat. it's a show with Dolly Parton. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> You're confusing him. <laughs> Don't get him started on Dolly Parton. No, I watched. Uh, you sent me that link, the Dolly Parton link, and I watched <laughs> her. I did. I I seen her before, so I knew technically who she was, but I couldn't uh, put the face. The best name, so. clip ever. <laughs> what do you, What do you think Natalie's thinking right now? Yeah. She's thinking, is this done yet? Yeah, Natalie, <laughs> you probably didn't see, but we had a podcast where um, Luke wasn't aware of who Dolly Parton was, so. We're going to bring it up again? No. Well. Yeah. I mean, I do now, so that's what matters. Now he knows. He's yes. been educated. It and just happened to be that the she that had a commercial phenomenal. in the Super Bowl like the next weekend, and we're like, see, she relevant. So, Dolly, if you're watching this episode, <laughs> I know who you are now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. How old are you? How old are you? <laughs> Ten. <laughs> no, I'm well, serious. No, I'm I'm, just, I'm twenty. I'm twenty one, so I'm a little bit. Uh, oh, oh yeah. wow. We there's, can there's learn an a age lot gap. from you. I have a feeling. Uh, I mean, uh. I could I could tell you a lot. I don't know how much you'd learn. <laughs> <laughs> I am in school, but still, I, I can tell you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to real estate school at UW Madison. Oh, awesome! Yeah, it's a, junior. It's, it's much more. Yeah, junior. It's much more. Um, well. They teach you very different things, and I, I guess I'd say I learned here actually working in the industry, like with people, with clients. It's, it's, and it's a, a lot of times it's not residential. Um, they just talk about 
commercial properties, development, that kind of thing. So it's not really in the same realm as a residential area. But, uh, I mean, I like it. I'm not a big school guy in general, but I, I, I'm getting into the real estate classes, and it's just easier for me to engage with it. So um, no complaints. It's, I'm, learning, I'm learning stuff, but I'd say not as much as I'm learning. Getting the real-world experience here with the team. So he can teach us a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> ask me when the semester's over. I'll, I'll see if I have any useful information I'll ask, for in, I'll ask in a year in a semester. Well, then. I'll, I'll forget. You'll be done. Every, I'll have forgotten, forgotten everything by then. <laughs> All right. Any other questions that we have for Natalie? Are we good? All right. I think we're good. Thank you so much for joining us, Natalie. Yeah. yeah thanks thank for you. having me. It was fun. You guys are... You guys are a great group. You make me laugh. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's good or that's bad. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> at least we're at least a little bit entertaining. You're laughing with us, not at us. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think I'm laughing with you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think. I think. You think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Well, I'll probably see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Should I jump off? Yep, yep, you, <laughs> yep, you can yeah, hop off. Yeah, we're kicking you off. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Now? Yep, you can exit now. See Bye. you later. See ya. Thank Bye you. Bye, you thank you, guys. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Woo! Is it halftime? No, not halftime. It's exhausting. All right. So, what do you want to talk about there, Mr. Matt? Uh, these are Jake's Jacob's items. Are you going to talk about my items? Yeah, we're going to talk about your stuff. Okay, cool. Well, I found recently uh, some drama with Zillow. I thought you guys could, I could throw it back at you. But um, apparently, according to all the news sources out there, uh, Zillow is facing an antitrust suit over how they are um, showing homes on their platform. So... Uh, according to what I see here, real estate startup sued Zillow in federal court Tuesday over allegations that the popular real estate website violates antitrust law by deceptively steering customers to home listings from a subset of agents. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to look into this, so I'll just read real fast here. Uh, let me let me try to highlight. It's a long article, so I don't see if I can find a quick note here. Zillow has recently expanded. No, oh, no, no, that's not it. That's, that's going into too much detail. Just keep reading. The change by Zillow and Trulia forces all non-NAR listings to have permanent low visibility, uh, some guy said. This is the real estate web returning to its old vision of data segregation rather than data democratization for consumers. So basically, uh, what it's looking like is that um, if you are not licensed by the NAR, your listing might not pop up as easily on Zillow. So that kind of sums up what's going on. Do you guys have any thoughts or you want to cl clear up what I just well, said so, to yeah. make it sound more just to so intelligent? <laughs> I'm trying to, that was a lot. I'm trying to get that. So Zillow's steering um, buyers towards potential, like listings from specific realtors. I think it just sounds like the, no. the, no. Zillow has their listings that come in from IDX feeds that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And what it sounds like is that this company is an outside source that's not part of a MLS. Mm -hmm. So their listings are just internal maybe and just have their own. But 
Remember how we talked about how MLSs have so many rules? So since Zillow has hooked in and is doing all of the IDX feeds, they have to work with all of those rules. So in working with all of those rules, I believe there are like two different ways to look at property because you can't technically mix them with all of the MLS rules. So I think someone is just trying to push the envelope on it. But I mean, currently they're just trying to work within the construct of the MLS rules. It almost sounds like they're not a broker that lists properties for sale. It almost seems like they're a marketing company. Yeah, I don't know enough about that company, but I just, I would assume that they are on that other uh, category, which probably, I mean, it has the potential to give them less exposure, I suppose. But now Zillow technically is a member of our MLS, so they have to follow our MLS rules. Mm. So. And that the company must not have any kind of IDX cooperation or agreement with the, with the MLS mm-hmm. in their market that would prohibit them from, I, don't, I guess I don't know how many markets they're in. There might be more than one, but. Yeah. I'm sure it's I think the they're issue. bigger in some areas. They're just not big here. So, so I think what it's touching on then is that since Zillow is now a broker, mm-hmm. it's causing a little bit of muddy water. Before they were just a website, and so they should treat whether the house is for sale on an MLS or anywhere else, they should just every house should be available for sale. But now that they have to follow these MLS guidelines and rules, it sounds like they they have to be a little bit more constrictive, and maybe they can't show these non MLS. They have to show them in a separate way, I think. I think they show them, like, I think they still have for sale by owner, even after they have the IDX IDX feed and join the MLSs, they might be a separate area for for sale by owners. And that's what they're saying is that these, this this company, whatever it is, is showing on a separate page or a different area versus the properties that are listed. And that's, that goes back to the MLS rules. I'm sure that's part of it. Right, mm-hmm. and it's because they're tied into the MLS when right. they weren't. They weren't before. Yep. And now yep. that they're heading towards this, we got to be a brokerage, you know. Yep. Thing. So it's like Zillow wants to have accurate information and accurate data, so which is like what the IDX feed does for them and why they have to join the board. But then you start to have. I mean, nobody's always happy all the time. So you do one thing, you get your consumers the great information that they want, and now somebody else is calling antitrust. What do you do? I just pulled up the information. It looks like the closest uh, state is Illinois. And it, is it all that different too than say there's a reason why a for sale by owner isn't listed on our MLS? Yeah, same right? idea. Because they're they're choosing to use a different platform than I mean, they they have the choice. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like anybody's telling you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way, but if you do it Way number one, here's the rules and guidelines you have to follow. If you want to do it, take route number two, here's the guidelines you have to follow. So it, I, I, I mean, it's, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what, I mean, I, under, I understand, kind of understand where they're coming from, but there's always, things are always, always changing and evolving. We just talked about, you had, used to have a whole big book mm-hmm. for, your for your listings and now everything's online and at one point all these agents thought well now i'm going to be out of a job because because they can just find on the internet 
Well, that obviously hasn't been the case. Right. So you just have to you have to be willing to to bend and and find different ways to make things work. Interesting to see what they come up with if it's just uh, how far this goes. The lawsuit. Probably nowhere. This is probably it. I bet it's just. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just clickbait. It's, it's yeah. clickbait. I think we it just I, I think we just yeah. solved all the world's problems. And yeah. solved. <laughs> think you call us anytime. <laughs> all of our properties are on the MLS, so <laughs> Thumbs Can we screenshot, up. A screenshot of that one. Yeah, we There's the thumbnail <laughs> for you. Mm-hmm. And and two coming from the consumer side, right? Would you rather not find all of the information that you want that's accurate and up to date? in one location versus going to eight different websites trying to compare this to that. It it just seems like from a consumer side, we're trying to funnel everything so everybody can see all the information from less avenues or less channels. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm talking about um, FISBOs, Matt. We were having the conversation earlier of the new the REX program, which is making it easier, well, I suppose... We, well, we were starting that conversation, but maybe you could talk a little bit more about how that how that's working too, because I wasn't really getting a full grasp. Oh, of you're that. talking about showing time. Um, well, the the Rex Real Estate. That's yeah. This, that's that company that's we're talking about. That's that's the name of the company that's doing the um, the lawsuit. Okay, and then and then the showing time. Yeah, where Zillow purchased showing time. They just they just bought it outright, or how does that work? Yeah. What is what is. What, who owns Showing Time originally? Like, how does that, how does Showing that Time was a, structure work? Just a privately owned company. Um, and it started because we used to, Stark actually used to have a, a showing line, yeah. which was a g- bunch of uh, uh, employees from Stark. Going that way took. back, it used to be Don't have to go the, back that far. Um, the secretaries that set up all the showings. So way back in the day, I used to set up all the showings, but it has since moved on. I, I mean, think it's just speeding up everything. So it sped up the showings, sped up the confirmations, sped up everything. So you went from these books, which are archaic, then you went to fax machines and became email and became the internet. So all of it kind of is developed and sped up. So now when you have showing time, what happens is the, if Jake wants to show Luke's house, he calls up the showing, showing line. He doesn't even call up. He clicks a button. That's true. Or he can mm-hmm. call. Yeah. So clicks a button, says, I want to show the house. Um, Luke's end of it calls the... Seller, seller says yes or no. The seller goes to their app and says, yep, or do or it another time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's super convenient, mm-hmm. crazy convenient now. So now what I think Zillow is, try- is just wanting to do is just make that streamline. So if you're on Zillow, you can click, I want to see this home this time, which would then tie into showing time and then set up the showing and work that way. So would that let um, like buyers schedule their own showings then? Like they as could. opposed to going think through a... Like a yeah. realtor, they'd just be able to go on Zillow, schedule a showing straight from their website, and they would maybe pair them with the realtor yeah. at that predetermined yep. time. I think it's, I don't know what it's actually going to look like, but I imagine that that's more of a, like you're on the phone with a Zillow call, and while you're on the call, the showing can attempt to be set up for the time the buyer's requesting the showing for, and then you can confirm right there while you're on the phone with them whether or not it's available and when you can see it. Yeah, I mean, Zillow's whole goal is to delight the consumer and make the whole process very um, streamlined and easy. Because right now there's lots of little uh, caveats that can, you know, derail the process. So the smoother they can make the whole process, I mean, that's their goal and their guiding light. So, North Star. 
North Star. And I think people are jumping to conclusions too, <coughs> right? Everywhere you go, it somebody will want to complain about this or complain about that, and Zillow is going to take over. Just like we're talking about that book again, Zillow is going to take over, and all of us are going to be out of jobs. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're jumping to conclusions, like you had said, Matt. This is we don't have all of the information yet. All of this is speculation. So everybody wants to jump to the worst case scenario. And until we really kind of know and understand it, I don't think it's fair to be making all these assumptions. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it is going in a good direction. Uh, it's going to streamline the process. It's not going to cut out agents, but it, it, again, it's, it's ever evolving. Something different is always on the horizon. So you just got to be willing to, to adapt accordingly and move forward. Pivot. 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 <laughs> Pivot. Can I ask you guys a question? Yes. Do you think there's a possibility for technology to 100% replace the need for a real estate agent? I think the hardest thing is just the human interaction, I think, is a big part of it. I mean, there's other stuff that we probably can't talk about under Zillow's do not talk about <laughs> signing, but at some point there may be, you know, something more technology. Well, there involved. are already companies in different markets where you can just kind of show up. And I think there's like robots that can help, but there's <laughs> always people like from the Jetsons, not from the Jetsons, dun, but dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe there's like a, a robot that can be in the house and like kind of show people around. I don't remember if that was coming or if that's something that's happening, but I mean, there are locks even for um, property management companies that are set up so that they're easy to change so that you can give a code and a prospective mm-hmm. tenant can just go look at it. Is that going to replace realtors or is that just going to make it easier for the consumers to get in, look at the property you know, what if you have cameras all around so they can't steal anything, they can't do anything. You have Rosie the robot making sure, you know, ready to grab them if they take something. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I think there is some. But, I mean, there still needs some kind of, I mean, there's going to be some people that don't, they'll be like, I got this myself, like there is now, like for sale by owners, but there's other people that are like, I don't do this every day. I need right. to have somebody who knows what the heck they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as far as the tech, technology advances i think it'd be very difficult to cut out the the personal aspect of Mm -hmm. the relationship between the realtor and the buyer or the seller because well i mean how are you going to ask a computer for advice on how to sell your home i mean i guess you could you could press algorithms but (laughs) and i don't i think the also very yeah go ahead even as jen mentioned it like letting yourself into a listing the issue then becomes how as a buyer's agent do you represent that buyer without seeing the house in person, well, so. what if you can tour through it and you've seen a, I think a 3D tour? And I think that's I different, know. though. I think there's more to just seeing the cosmetic yeah. stuff versus... But the relationship well, between the buyer and the realtor, the seller and the realtor, I think that's what's going to be difficult. To, that, that's going to stay because that's mm-hmm. necessary. Well, look at, look at from a contract writing standpoint, all the different language we put in. Mm-hmm. How, do you expect somebody to either be told by a robot or to read online the appraisal contingencies, the home inspection contingencies, the deadlines. I mean, we deal with uh, uh, appraisals not appraising out. We deal with deadlines getting pushed. I just think there's a lot of that back-end stuff that can't be solved with the click of a button, and you can't expect your consumer 
to completely understand what they're reading. Because, you know, I mean, we've all experienced, sometimes it takes three or four different ways for somebody you're talking to to understand it. It has to be a specific scenario or a, uh, whatever it might be, but you have to, not everybody's going to be able to read it on a sheet of paper and go, oh, yeah, I get it. And so like just from the contract side of things, too, I think is, I, I, could it happen? Sure, but I'd, boy, just have to add the robot disclosure well, to the addendum. Let me take you down like a deep rabbit hole here. Sorry, we're, <sighs> we're going, we're getting derailed. Wait too many we're not, actually, we're not getting derailed. I think this is a legitimate thing. But like, why does the process of buying a home have to be so freaking complicated? I That's mean, what Zillow's trying to fix. Like, uh, you know, what what Jake was just saying with like, you know, all these contingencies and home warranties. I don't. There's just so many things you have to know in order to to buy a house competently that it's just it's overwhelming like you know tesla figured out how to sell you a car it used to be you could only you couldn't get a car unless uh you went to a dealership now you can order one online like why are we going to get to a point where houses can just be that simple of a transaction well there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of things that can go wrong when you're dealing with an asset as expensive as a house i think and i mean it would just be it would be difficult to uh, i don't know what i'm trying to say i'll let someone else take the reins while i'm thinking about it there's I company a, i had a point though that i was going to there's make, a new startup kinda, that's supposed to a new startup that's supposed to help all that too and maybe we can get them on the podcast but they're supposed to help with the whole that whole thing everything from looking at uh, mortgages to closing and Zillow's working on the same thing it's one big package and it's the whole transaction runs through. There's a lot of people, I th- like, I think partly where Luke was going was there's a lot of people that with an investment as big as a home, they want to know and understand what they're getting themselves into and they don't want to feel taken advantage of. And they want, I think, to have somebody that's on their side that is going to back them up and walk them through that process so they don't get themselves in a tough spot where they've just now spent all this money and something came up where, oh, by the way, you didn't actually buy the house. And now you put your hands up, but you don't know what to do. So I think having that representation is, is important. And back like to Jacob's point, I mean, there, it is, the process is very complicated and complex, but I think it's, it's developed that way to protect, you know, the parties in the transaction, the buyers and the sellers who are engaging. I mean, that's the whole goal of it is to make sure Everything is as fair and equal as possible. But, I mean, with the technology, like we were just talking about, we might see it more integrated to where it becomes easier, but they still get that same protection. When we think about how far we've come with even digital signatures, I mean, really, you could do the transaction, the paperwork, the closing you could have uh, digitally and virtually at some point, I'm sure. Um, So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. I just think about like going in back to like Tesla, you know, you want to get a cyber truck, you're going to drop $70,000. That's, uh, you know, for some people, that's like half the price of their home. Uh, well, I don't, anymore. nobody buying a $140,000 <laughs> house should have a $70,000 cyber truck, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> the, but I'm just saying like, that's a huge, huge purchase too, but it seems to be as easy as clicking a button on a website. Um, I, I mean, it used to be more complicated, I think. I don't know. Maybe cars are just super easy, and I, houses just will forever be complicated because there's such a unique 
you know, they're not, they're not necessarily so uh, mass produced as everything's the exact same, I suppose. Every house is different. Maybe I'm answering my own question here. Maybe that's the answer. It's like every house is different, but not every car is the same, but not every house is the same. Well, re- yeah, real property and I mean, personal property and real property, as far as like the legal aspect goes, I mean, they're very different. So that may, I mean, there's something to be said about that as far as the, the process being more complicated for real estate. It's a different, it's a different type of property. So there are different rights associated with it. So I think it requires more, more protection in that, if that makes sense. I'm getting schooled right now. Yeah, I was going to say. Mr. College. <laughs> well, I, I learned that at my, um, at the real estate orientation. Train, yeah, the 72 hour program. Oh, that's yeah. what they taught us. So, but I think that's true. I think the only, the only thing I could see slowing down the whole process being a technology would actually be like the, the recording of the docs and the, you know, deed and that kind of thing. But at some point, I'm sure you may have a digital re- recording process versus mailing it in and get a copy back. I just want a button. Well, house. Uh, <laughs> I think Luke made a great point. The whole time he's over there dropping knowledge bombs, I'm over here, over here going, "What is it today?" Well, <laughs> that that too. That's for dinner. But we have we have people out there. And this is an older reference, but we have people out there eating Tide Pods and putting Gorilla Glue in their hair. In their hair. So there are some people that, you know, they, they want and appreciate that personal representation. These are the people that just need a button, okay? House. No. House. They'll be glued to their house. <laughs> They'll eat the button. Oh. Oh. So I, appreciate, I appreciate how much more meaningful and... An impactful Luke statement was <laughs> <laughs> that my dumb brain going maybe, over maybe here. Oh, Tide Pods, Tide Pods, Tide Pods. Did you hungry? Think of what's for dinner tonight? Click and buy. Jake oh click and ship. Tide Pods. Click and ship. As long as it doesn't touch the ground, I mean, it's it's you can do it, right? Check, out, check out my website, Jake.hometon. <laughs> <laughs> Not after that comment, right? <laughs> Free pod and Tide Pods included with every sale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keeping it clean. Keeping it clean. Marketing. Keeping it something. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know why I volunteer for these things. <laughs> we love you. You, you, are, uh, you do make it fun. I do bring it on myself. You you do drop some good analogies. You had the one about the cruise ships <laughs> till I ruined it. Yeah, the that one. Was, that was smart. Yeah, we're gonna cut Jacob out of it. We're <laughs> 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 like, eh, cut. Yeah, I don't know what's gotten into me today. I tried to not be in these podcasts. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna now exit out. Oh, you know what it was? Matt brought me in because he's like, because you wanted me to share the article that I wanted you guys to share. Yeah, your fault. If it was my idea, we we like when you come visit with us. I don't. <laughs> oh, okay, he's like, and edit my bye, out. and I'm out. Did you have something else we wanted to talk about, or are we just done? Okay, I guess I'm. We back. were gonna talk about that house that has all the tropical theme and all. Maybe put some of those pictures up. Can we do that? Can we do that? This is a fun topic. Yeah? Because I think you can go a lot of different ways with this. And I think this is what I struggle with a little bit, still being a, a real estate agent, is it's so easy for me to go into a house and go, oh, my God, what is that? And while I'm thinking <laughs> that, my buyer's going, oh, my God, this is amazing. I love this. So... 
it, I mean, the, what the pictures we're going to put up here, I think are a perfect example of some people might, it may not be their jam, but there's, like, there's a buyer for every house out there and you don't know if that is your buyer. So I think this is a really good example of this is a very specific property, but there's someone who is going to absolutely fall in love with this place. Please. Somebody, somebody want to drop. There it is. Yeah. So this house is a tropical themed home in New Berlin, Wisconsin for a cool. There's a koi pond. 1.75 million. It's like we need. Where's the pond? Can we see see cooler pond? Pond? Relax music. Scroll through some pictures here. Um, a ukulele? Custom Does that seem right? The, some of the furniture better come with the house. I was like, gonna say, are the are the plants included? Because I mean, you take the plants out yeah. of the place, and uh, I mean, better of a green thumb look move. different. Yeah, There's a lot of dead plants. Straight uh, out of straight out of the Jumanji. Jumanji. Right. So, so stop, that's stop, stop, stop. So marketing guy, how do you market that? Go down. Can you scroll down a little bit I, so I can read the top or the top paragraph? I would say somebody other way, other rolled way. a five or an eight. The other way. The other top. The other top. <laughs> All right, stop. Mock, mock cave represent. Oh. It, it says, yeah, in one room, a mock people. cave painting rests above the bed. More statues, fossils, and bones are also placed throughout the same room. It's pretty sweet. So if you're looking for to live in, that, that's a man cave right there. Yep. Yeah, or just a cave. <laughs> How much? Hot on the market. Wow. 1.75 million. How many square feet does it say anywhere? It better be really big. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying. It doesn't say, does it? Um, Maybe we could find it, it on Zillow. It says something. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah. It's on 17 acres. There it is. Oh, five 17 five. acres. Uh, 5,200 square feet. 17 acres, six bed, six bath. Fenced off property. The lake is about... I believe it had an indoor pool, too. There's a lake? The lake is about three and a half acres with plenty of fish inside. Yeah. Private well, long driveway. Two pools if you count the koi pond. Pool in the pond. Right. Pond bigger <laughs> right. for you. I'm gonna cut <laughs> I'm gonna cut back to you guys and then I'll go on Zillow and see if I can find the actual listing. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How do we market Bye. that? Yeah. I mean, well, this person that is actually the, the agent did a great job because they just reached out to the, the press. It was such an interesting listing. They got some free PR mm-hmm. and now it's now it's newsworthy. Just a site like that, or a house like that existing. I think if you have something that unique, um, I think you can just kind of put it out there and people are going to, it's going to turn some heads. I don't think you have to do too much for something. (laughs) I have some really bad, like, Hawaii kind of things that would be good for marketing, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. (laughs) It involves Hawaii. They have the flowers around the neck. And they are called Lays. Lays. Yeah, okay. So just figure Missed that. Up. Yeah. Just and there. then um, <laughs> grass skirts. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right, Jacob. I think you <laughs> well it, No, and I hey, but, like as, hey, as Jen was saying that, we just the other day we were talking about if a house isn't priced right, Ooh, it's got staged right, or marketed right. Can you click on each picture and then it'll blow it up? Is that how this site works? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Look at that. Oh, thanks. It's got a Buddha. It does. Is that where the pond is? Is I don't know. Buddha? Next picture. God, I'm not quite sure what we're looking at here. Is that a water? I think it's stairs. That's stairs. Okay. 
We should. This is a podcast, so we should probably yeah. illustrate what we're seeing. Here. <laughs> we're looking at stairs right now that are made of like rocks. We think our stairs. Um, I'm gonna find the koi pond. Let me look for the pond. Matt really oh, likes koi ponds. Well, it's indoor. Uh, indoor koi pond. We got, we're looking at bear rugs. Okay, there's there's the, a lake. There's a lake. Get your own private lake. There's probably some. Oh man. Oh, yeah, it's big. Yeah. Fish in there. They made it blue looking too. It's the color of it. Mm-hmm. It's reflecting of the sky. What is the truck? What's the deal with that? Yeah. <laughs> Looks like an old army truck. It's included. It's yeah, it's some old army truck. It's just yeah. sitting in the yard. To maintain the uh acreage. This, this should just honestly, this should just be an Airbnb. Yeah. Like nobody should live. There's a quick there you go. It. There's oh, how you go go to bottom, bottom. There's how you market it. Bottom left. Go there left. You can't live here. There. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, this is like the ultimate Airbnb getaway. I'd buy just for that. Like, is your wife mad at you? Stay here. <laughs> In, In the, the jungle, pond. you must wait. Welcome to the jungle. That should have been the tagline. Welcome to the jungle. That's a great tagline. There you go. Hey, Matt, you should marketing. get into marketing. I'll do spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> We might be in safe. trouble. <laughs> I'm going to go update my resume. Yeah, going down. <laughs> I know how to use some of those formulas. We're not, we're not talking about you. Oh, good. Oh, and I was like, yeah, I can do Wait a minute. sheets. What? <laughs> <laughs> and okay. Matt's exceptionally good at spreadsheets. And, and Mark, he had a good line. Yeah, he has some like. Welcome to the jungle would be perfect for yeah. this. That's exactly how it should start off. In fact, if it what does it say? But I do like my spreadsheets. <laughs> spreadsheets. You know, if All if right, only they would start. give us carte blanche in this, we could get Matt <laughs> with his like guitar case, walking in with his boots to the front door. About? The welcome to the jungle video. Wait, marketing. How did I get yeah. involved in it? You play guitar? No. You will. Oh. Not yet. I was going to say, why haven't we had a live performance? He doesn't, but he could hold a guitar case and walk right. in, and then okay, the what's music next? could start. What's the tagline? Well, Matt okay. in the jungle. No. Oh, terrible idea. <laughs> That's why we have a marketing guy. All right, so I'll read the description <laughs> of this property. Uh, it says, this six-bed, six-bath, waterfront, private lake home has... That's semicolon an indoor swimming pool an amazing atrium with indoor koi ponds plural fountains plural and horticulture dome features floor-to-ceiling windows all on a 17 acre fully secured fence and gated of natural hiking paths and woods welcome to the jungle your spring-fed stocked lake (laughs) is 3.5 acres of pure wisconsin lake life all only yours Home is built to be extremely energy efficient, an ultra modern party pad, ecology center, next level Airbnb, oh, they it. or wellness retreat center. Sky's yeah, the yeah. limit. Prices? Land a helicopter. Or, what? It doesn't say that. Build does it? more homes. It does. Solar, geothermal, yep. and passive solar combined to make 5,000 plus square feet. To have small bills and footprint. 20 minutes to downtown Milwaukee mm. and uh, airport. Restored Humvee included with That's full what it price is. offer. Bring your friends to the party. Horses, peacocks allowed. 
It really says peacocks? It that is it literally says peacocks aloud. It's the last thing it says. All four, one point. One seven five. That's it. Could be yours, Matt. Less than two million. Could have a team retreat. Mm-hmm. Everybody kicking everybody a few hundred thousand property. Huh? Negotiate the price down, turn it into an Airbnb property. It's a BYOP. Bring your own peacock. <laughs> 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 Okay, I'm done. All right, wow. we're done. Yep. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Peace out. Yeah, that was a mic drop, but uh, for real. <laughs> Speaking of mic drops, I did not drop my mic this time. <laughs> you didn't touch it. Congratulations. Well, I was very diligent about not touching it too much. So. <laughs> Here we are. We over line. We good? We good? Yes, we're good. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Going to Be Great. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate in South Central Wisconsin, you know who to call. Home team for you. Home team, the number four, the letter U. Dot com. Dot com. All right. Until next time. Bye. Oh, God, that got out of control.